0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith and practice in the midst of a pandemic. My name is Joe Thorn i the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St.
1: Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jeremy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship.
0: You know, I was just talking to uh, somebody and, mm. uh, oh, in fact, you know who it was? Who it was it?
1: Was, uh, it was
0: Terry, oh, one of the ladies here at church. Okay, yep, yep, yep. And uh, she listens to the podcast.
1: Oh, all um, right. So Hey,
0: Terry. Uh, hey, Terry. So Terry was saying how she, uh, we were talking about some of the podcasts that we listen to, and there's overlap there. You know, mm-hmm. we both listen mm-hmm. to some of the same stuff. And um, she was saying how she likes to listen to a lot of them while she's doing her work. Yeah, or, yeah. Or doing things. Um, and she likes to listen to them fast. So she'll put them on like 125 or 150 or whatever.
1: And she cannot do that with us because we talk too we fast too already fast. yeah yeah it's just like it's, it's it's impossible welcome to doctrine and devotion
0: yeah that uh that first of all that'd get that would bore me yeah I, no no i, I can't do it. we just gotta talk And i told her i used to get into trouble in kentucky because in my preaching i would talk too fast mm. and so afterwards they would say listen you got it you're, you're talking too fast yeah you gotta, you gotta slow down and i said you gotta speed up because that's uh that's how i talk so there you
1: go. And that's what you just told people. Like, no, I deal say with that. it. No. I can kind of see you doing that, though. No, I thought it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally you.
0: That's totally, totally you. I said, no, what I said was, I'm not fast. You're slow. You that's didn't say that. Did no, you I really? I I'm about to say, say no. you did not say I thought it that. No, you but thought I that. Decided. I'm so glad <laughs> you think.
1: So, are you going to bring that sort of uh, thinking mentality to <laughs> the yard work that Jen wants you to do today? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to do it where it's like, yeah. you don't do it and you just say, I thought about it? Man, it's like a summer day out there right now. Here, here, oh, you know what? It's supposed to rain here soon though. Is it really? It's supposed to rain. So, I think you're uh, welcome. I'm pretty you're sure it's not. Jen's on welcome. top of the weather. Is she? Yeah, is she she's, so she's on top of the weather?
0: Not like Steve, like me, people who don't know. Steve McCoy is I want to be meteorologist. Steve McCoy knows (laughs) a ton about, for as as, as ignorant as he is with English and the English language, (laughs) he, that boy knows. He sure knows about the weather. He knows thunderheads and cumulus and. Cumulus uh, clouds. Yep. They knows all that. The Stradivarius clouds, mm -hmm. um, you know, the. The Romulus. Arpeggio clouds. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, Steve knows all about that stuff. And one time, uh, in fact, I think it was the first, ah,
1: tonight, Yeah, tonight, light rain, seven o'clock tonight. Yeah. Cause she's got it. She's got the whole. Who got windy. See, it's no, coming It wasn't in. windy. What was it? Oh, uh, lawn. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I gotta, after
0: this, Jimmy and I are, are hanging out on a beautiful Saturday morning mm-hmm. and, um. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some stuff here, and then I got to go do yard work. It's going to be awesome. When I left, Jen was putting together these uh, benches. Your list. No, she was putting together a
1: bench. Man, every t- every any time there's something getting put together in your oh, house, yeah. it's Jen. would listen, I would throw the
0: whole thing in the garbage. I, I, she hit she hit a, a part I, where she w- couldn't go any farther because mm-hmm. it was it wasn't working. Yep. I just
1: would have thrown the whole thing out and been angry. But she doesn't do that, she figures it out. No, so uh one of the first times I came to visit your new house, right? right? We we're gonna go smoke on the back patio. Yeah, and I think we did. And we did. Mm-hmm. After Jen got done completing the furniture, we yeah. had to stand there like yeah. yeah. Let's go, Jen. Come on. <laughs> I felt so foolish. I'm like, Jen, do you, do you want a sandwich? Do you want, do you want to make you a sandwich? Can I hand you star? This one's got a star on top. Do you want star flat? (laughs) Yeah. Jen,
0: Jen's at it. In fact, Jen hit this, like, uh, this, she's putting together these benches Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, she, to go around the, the fire pit that I built, by the way, all by myself. Oh, sure you did. Five by five, whole thing. Oh, Stones, sure. everything. Boom. Mm,
1: yep. Mm-hmm, I did.
0: Mm-hmm. You ask Jen. Ask her. I, if you she know what? Even I'm going gonna, gonna to ask Jen. Go ahead and text her right I'm now. Gonna I'm going to ask Jen. She'll tell you the truth. I'm going to ask Jen right now. Five by five, fire pit, stone wall stone floor boom all by myself all right hold on you all know right. why it was so easy for me to do because because there were no instructions i could just do it my way it was just mm-hmm. and it was a square so that's easy <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, to tamp down the ground lay the stones out boom 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 so yeah these benches are going around there and when i left today um, I had to help her drill a couple holes, but then it was her and my dad, uh, putting together the benches while, uh, you and I are here. Nice. Oh, well, so sorry, Jen. Well, she don't listen, so it's fine. No, she doesn't listen. So Jimmy, we're going to be talking about, we're back on the church in the 1689. Yep. And, uh, chapter 26, we're going to do paragraph 11. If we have time, we'll do uh, paragraph 12 as like well. It, like it. Um,
1: do you want to read paragraph 11 for Sure. Us? I would love to. Although it'd be incumbent on okay, the... Okay. Why don't I... All right. I said it, it I know you, back,
0: no, I do you want to read, but can you read for us? I can That's read really, it. Okay. I'll Listen, let you do this. No,
1: no, no, no. Okay. okay come try on, again, stop.
0: don't mess up stop it
1: <laughs> <laughs> although it be incumbent on the bishops or pastors of the churches to be instant in preaching the word by way of office yet the work of preaching the word is not so peculiarly confined to them but that others also gifted and fitted by the holy spirit for it and approved and called by the church may and ought to perform it what do you think last minute you were trying, trying to I you were trying, trying to, to mess throw up. me off yes that's very good now this is the kind i mean we like the 1689,
0: we like yeah. everything in it, but um, this is something that because we are preachers, yeah, and we we like to preach, we like to teach people to preach, we like to judge people's preaching. No, yeah. we don't.
1: Want to well, preaching. no, we do though. We judge each other. Yeah, yeah we, we, have, we do. We have to.
0: In fact, last night because uh, it was Good Friday, yes. yesterday, yeah, yeah. So Steve McCoy said uh, he sent this thing, picture of his family watching the Good Friday nice. message nice. that I had up and i went um i went <laughs> i said buckle up for 30 minutes of madness and then he shows me this picture of his family and it looks like one of his kids is sleeping and i'm like wake jack up and he says this is a snooze fest and i said yeah oh. i know i know it's sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was not. It, well, a you know, fest. it was a. It was uh, a, you know what. Hey, listen. Okay. Maybe for some people, like the McCoy family, the gospel is boring. But for the oh, rest of us, I for that. the rest of us. Okay. that that you proclaimed the gospel in that in that sermon. Well, you know yeah, what? Sure. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And you proclaimed it well. Okay. Good and faithful servant. Thank you very much. Appreciate mm. that. All right. Well, I'm not happy with Steve right now. Well, uh, you'll have to just deal with him later. Yo, I will deal with him mm-hmm. later. That 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 was a bit of a. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh,
0: you know how sensitive I am, too. I know. You know exactly, I'm a very delicate man. Exactly. So. Well, I know. Oh, child. Man, child.
1: Yeah. Man, boy. I don't know. <laughs> child, about. man. All right. So so we do deal with this. We do judge. We do, you know, uh, maybe judge is not the right word. We do uh, assess, critique. Evaluate. We do assess, yeah. evaluate. Um, and I think that's that's important. So I, I like right here, although it'd be incumbent on the bishops or pastor of the churches, and I love this right here. So mm-hmm. we know right there it's it's part of our role. Yep. It's part of the office that God has called us to. Uh to preach the word, but it says to be instant right. in preaching the word. That's just add water. Just add water. Just go ahead and grab whatever you can find online. <laughs> instant. <laughs> instant, instant preaching. Add your own, uh, you know, uh, life experiences, mm-hmm. and now you've got a sermon. But it, what we're talking about, instant in preaching the word. I think be ready. Yes, that's exactly be what ready it is. at all times to proclaim the word. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, to, to, to not miss the opportunity or the time that God gives you. This is our regular work. Now, it says that we're to be instant in preaching the Word, right? Preaching the Word. Yep. It's, again, it's very important for us because it's not just preaching. Lots of preachers out there not as much preaching the word. That's right. And you know, as 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 Christians, as Orthodox Christians, and as Reformed Baptists, we believe we want to preach the whole counsel of God, Old yep. Testament, New yep. Testament. Right? We want to we want to give people the the clearest picture of the revelation of God that we can, trusting that the Holy Spirit will do His work mm-hmm. of enlightening the minds and uh, changing the hearts.
1: And so, I think it's really important as well then for our uh, for those of you that are. Called to preach, that means you need to be in the Word, personally, Mm -hmm. devotionally, regularly, right? Uh, And so, because you can't, that's the thing, right? Is I think it's hard to preach a sermon or to preach when you yourself are not being fed, right? Oh yeah, and and I don't think we see that often. I hope we don't see that often. I want to give our individuals the benefit of the doubt. That I think I think it happens a lot. Do you think so? People are just not in the word and they're yet preaching the word? I think
0: it's probably pretty common for preachers who preach a lot to be in the word for the sermon more than they are in the word for themselves. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Okay. I see the distinction you're making It's a plague. I'm not saying that it's, but I think, yeah, it's something that I have to guard myself against because I'm... I, but my, I think vo- that's fair. my I vocation think that's...
1: keeps me in the word. I don't have a choice. I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I have to be in the but, Bible.
1: But, but it's easy to become complacent. It's easy to mm-hmm. become look you're approaching the word of God as a task right. for my job. exactly. And so I think that's what you're talking about there. There's that danger. And you know what? I can respect that. There's a danger there for those that are called to this. And so, Joe, what are some of those safeguards that you've put in place so that you don't just approach God's word as a means to an end? yeah um, well first is just the acknowledgement
0: that um, this is a temptation that um, that it is it is easier to uh, put together a message for people you, you know you go to the word you, uh, you you use the tools that you have and you put together a message for people um, that's easier than doing the real work of sermon prep which we we talk about all the time, which is reading and meditating on the the Word, preaching it to ourselves, dealing with our own sin, um, addressing our own false hopes and idols, and then responding to the Word on the front end of all study of Scripture so that by the time we get through it and are ready to preach to others, we've already preached to ourselves. So that's harder than the other. And so we just have to acknowledge this has to be um, something that I'm constantly addressing. And just, you know, for example, this week, uh, the week that we're recording this anyways, um, we had uh, what we, Wednesday Live. Wednesday Live. Okay. And uh, then we had- Good Friday. Good Friday and then Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay, so I'm essentially teaching three times, which yes. is not a big deal. But the more you teach, the, you know, the more, um, you know, study and prep and all of that you got to do, it's it's easier at that point to stop applying it to yourself. So number one, I would just say, be aware of the temptation. And then number two, uh, you have to have a strategy for studying, an actual method Mm. of studying that keeps you in uh, in the Word in the right way so that you're not just using commentaries to put together a message, but you're interacting with the Word of God as intended for all of God's people. Like we have the ransom Bible yeah, study method, yeah. which is free. You just go to, you can find it under our resources. Um, but that sort of approach will keep you in the word fed and challenged and confronted. Those are some of the things
1: that, you know, I think of on the
0: as I'm, as I have to preach and have been preaching right weekly for a couple decades now. Yeah. It's just something that's got to happen.
1: Yeah. A century or two. So now <laughs> like Joe, uh, what, what are your thoughts about, uh, so for your, so there's, Personal devotions, and mm-hmm. then kind of the the personal study and mm-hmm. the, the study for the sermon now, is there overlap in those texts, or do you try to keep it completely separate, or how do you what are your thoughts on that? It's a
0: weird conversation that I've seen uh, as long as I've been a pastor, which is um, people saying like well i you know i I need to have a quiet time in the morning that's just for me because I don't want to just rely on my sermon prep time for my devotional time because that's as if that's not for me you know what i mean it's like yeah, people, as if that's not sufficient like that, people split it apart and so my response is If your sermon prep time is not first for you, it's not going to be good for most other people. And secondly, if you are a full-time vocational pastor, you had better be in the Word more than just for your sermon prep because Mm -hmm. it is your job. So, yeah, I'm not looking for you to be like, well, I have a quiet time in the morning. Oh, Good. Okay, I'm glad. But I still hope you're in the Word more than that and your sermon prep time. It literally is your calling, your vocation, your privilege, or your job. So I think that, yeah, it should all be devotional. I'm not... I'm not preparing for sermons and, and as if it's not devotional work. It is devotional work. Uh, my devotional time is devotional time. My family time is just that. So, yeah, I think all of that has to be uh, seen as an experiential discipline, mm. not just
1: an academic or professional exercise. Uh, so continuing on with the 1689, right? Be, to be instant in preaching the word by way of office, yet... The work of preaching the word is not so peculiarly confined to them, but that others also gifted and fitted by the Holy Spirit for it.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes, indeedy. You know who's preaching here in just like a a, a week or two? Tony Dake. James McDonald. Oh no! Stop it. <laughs> First of all, that's. A, am I the only guy? See, everybody liked James McDonald's preaching. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to dog on James McDonald except for where I dog on him. Um, <laughs> the dude used props. First of all, props. Okay, I'm just not a prop guy. No, I, no, you're I, not. It, so that's not an objectively wrong thing. No, 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 I'm just no saying, it, I that, don't that's like a preferential it. thing for you. You got a yeah. giant spear, or you're holding up a giant chain, or a giant sign. You're like, you, you remind me of Carrot Top. The comedian and i'm it's, and he's not funny so uh i just <laughs> i don't like that but plus i remember for years i mean this goes back when i would hear him preaching i always thought like well he's got away with people yeah but in terms of preaching the way that we think about preaching it was typically law and moralism and not very much uh gospel okay in in my hearing of it so i was never really captivated by uh by his preaching but anyway um, so who can preach in the church Jimmy there he's it's clearly the confession is it says that um, it's not just to the pastors uh, mm-hmm. but also those who are gifted and fitted
1: G- gifted fitted oh, and approved and called by the church where does it say that oh, does not yeah. say that oh, and, approved yeah, okay, and called yeah, by the yeah, church yeah, right, right after may it. To ought before to you stopped yeah 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 those it's,
0: it's such a good and clear way of putting this right yeah because all of these need to be there so um
1: gifted and fitted yeah. So that's where I think things like uh, our leadership lab and our mm-hmm. preaching lab come into play. Yep. Uh because sometimes people desire to preach and they desire to be upfront and there's multiple motives, you know. Sure. For some people it's it's there's this burning mm-hmm. within them, this passion to proclaim God's word. Uh for others uh it for others it might be a uh some people just like to be up front. Yeah, of course. Some people like to be up front. And there might be varying degrees and in, in, in there might yeah. be mixtures of this. I think there's within, mixture in, in, mixed model in everybody. Individual. Exactly. Uh and so that's where it's important where you've got a, a uh space where people can go and I get not I mean try out give it a whirl. Yeah. Pr- show test. this gift, test test that this gift is is there. And so it is uh, at our leadership lab or at our preaching lab uh where Preachers can be assessed mm-hmm. to see, okay, uh, do they have this gift? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe for some people, they don't even sense they have the gift. Some people don't think they have it. They don't have and it. They do. And then they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so you want to be able to have that, uh, that on ramp, I guess, and that opportunity for them to grow in that gift. I think of it more of as, as a launch pad. Do you, you feel, feel like a launch an on ramp? Why? Well, oh, because
0: hmm. it's faster. It's more explosive. It's fire. Gotcha. Like that? Is that it? Uh, no, uh, it's definitely more <laughs> like growing plants. You know, that's how we yeah. do things. We we plant the seed, we water it,
1: we cultivate it. Lots of manure, lots of it, <laughs> <laughs> and we cultivate, and it grows slow. Well, um, I'm sorry, Joe. I I was learning at that time.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh. That's how we do it. Now, for for us, um it's it well, you gotta identify giftedness, right? And so how do you identify someone's spiritual gift or Mm -hmm. giftedness in in preaching, teaching? Um, you know what? Uh it's not through an online test. Stop that. Stop doing the (laughs) online test as if that's gonna tell you what your spiritual gift is. If you're if you're pastors you should not have to rely on an online test to figure out what somebody's spiritual gift is. You should be able to talk to them, yeah, and uh, and assess them and but, see but I got, them. But I gotta know their color. Oh, the color? Are they color coded? I need to know the. I need to know. Yeah, maybe maybe they're an orange. Oh. Or they are blue? Okay, so Trump, Democrat, uh, what, wait, uh, orange, uh, orange, orange and
1: blue. I think there's a red. That's Republican. Um, what is there? a i orange. Maybe I there's a yellow. I don't know. I don't know. They have like different personalities based on different colors. Okay. I don't get it. I man. don't know. So don't do that. Um,
0: and, and maybe I think we've talked about spiritual gifts before, but, um, so we use uh leadership lab as one of those realms. Mm-hmm. We've talked about leadership lab before, so you can just search that in our website. But, um, But it gives us a chance to see them uh, teach, and then we evaluate them with our evaluation form. Um, But we also rely on small groups. These people are in small groups, and then so we are hearing from their leader and other people. you have to be in, in community. You you can't really identify whether or not somebody is gifted to do this stuff until you see what they can do um, and and see if the fruit is born as they're doing it. You have to give them the opportunity ultimately to try this out yeah. in a larger or more legitimate format.
1: And and I think this is where uh, seminary comes into play as mm-hmm. well, right? Yeah, we're yeah. talking about uh, community, and that's why we're, we're really excited to be sponsored by southeastern baptist theological seminary
0: you know how i know that southeastern is one of the smartest seminaries uh out there today
1: they sponsored us that's right Mm -hmm. that's right i mean
0: listen they they know what they're doing and they and they came to us now most of you guys uh who are listening know that jimmy and i are um in a southern baptist church and that one of the southern baptist seminaries uh, one of the top three southern baptist seminaries that we always talk about is southeastern baptist theological seminary now Southeastern believes that theological education is best done in partnership with the local church. It's one of the reasons why we love Southeastern. Now, they have something called the Equip Network, Mm. and uh, that empowers churches and ministry organizations to offer accredited, accessible courses to students from the highest level of theological training. The Equip Network weds the seminary experience with real-life ministry opportunities to provide students with the most integrative ministry training available. So what this means is that students can fulfill their remaining degree requirements through the online hybrid or campus-based classes and students can earn up to like 36 hours of seminary credit in their local church through the equip classes and if you're a pastor with an mdiv you can start an equip center at your church So this is a big deal. Like if you believe in theological education, formal theological education, but but also see that they need to be connected to the local church and you want to find creative ways to get this done, then check out sebts.edu, sebts.edu, or follow this specific link in the show notes uh, or the, whatever we're promoting this week on social media to find out more about Southeastern's equip center. Okay, Jimmy, this whole um idea of finding people mm-hmm. who can preach. Now when when we do this at Redeemer, we yeah. use Leadership Lab. Now well, just
1: to remind everybody,
0: what is Leadership Lab in its simplest expression?
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh it's an opportunity to uh to practice, right, the giftings and to kind of even seek out what is it, what are the giftings that God has given you uh, to be assessed by your peers as well as leadership. Um, and then I guess even really just a, an opportunity to grow in leadership.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's some teaching that yep. um, I or one of the elders will do. And then there are people that are teaching or preaching and being evaluated by their peers. Yeah. Now what, who's there? Is it, is it just like, is it just...
1: Like men? Is it just elders?
0: Who's Who comes to this thing, Jimmy?
1: Um, well, we are complementarian. Right. And so, of course, the men are there. Yes. Uh, but it's qualified men. It's been that... Uh, You're
0: qualifying your complementarian. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: because... Qualifying. You now, yes, I understand mm. that uh, some people may think they have the gift. Uh, and then you got to kind of weed those out. Right. And say These are for individuals that uh, that are qualified, and so there are men and there are women. Oh, there are women. There so, are women. Are you as well. saying the women are there just so you can say that they're not qualified? You just confuse me the way you. No, put no, that. no, no. Stop, stop, it stop. Sounds like what
0: you said. What do you mean? Sounds like, well, men are there, but then you, we also have to find out who's not supposed to be there, so we weed them out. That's why you, the women are there?
1: No. <laughs> it sounds like what you're saying.
0: Okay. So yeah, the women do the assessing. Is, oh, is I got it. Like, I got it. Because the they are with. more judgy. Yes. yes. Um, oh, stop it. Oh, you're in trouble. No, I'm not in trouble. Yes, you are. Speaking the truth. No, I'm kidding. So listen, here's the thing. We have men and women at Leadership Guess lab. who's apologizing this week. Never. Never. I don't have to apologize because I'm joking. You don't have to ever apologize mm. for a joke. Mm. Whoever yeah. has ever had to apologize for a joke. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. Me. Yeah. And all of the comedians <laughs> now, because everybody's all super sensitive. Um, So um, we have men and women at Leadership Lab because Leadership Lab is about developing leaders in the church to serve in their various roles and capacities. So although we don't believe that women can serve as pastors in local churches um, and exercise that position of authority in local churches, we do believe that they are called to lead in various ways and contexts. So whether they are leading out in a nonprofit ministry, um, out on their own, whether they're preaching in, um, in like maybe a women's conference or something like that whatever the company, they're evangelists, whatever it is, we want to raise up men and women to be the best leaders they can be. And mm-hmm. we have, you know, we have some women that want to speak and that do speak and travel people that write. So we have men and women there. And, um, for us, leadership lab is one of those places where we can help people become the best preachers they can be. And just for the record,
1: oh here there's we been go. this
0: whole thing. About people trying to narrowly define preaching as preaching is only they get very very narrow. Ooh, but someone's
1: got to be in his bonnet.
0: All uh, I took the B out of your bonnet. I put it, put in, it in yours. My, mm-hmm. There you go. Continue. All
1: of the literature, uh,
0: Bible encyclopedias, Bible dictionaries, commentaries. When you look at the Greek word keruso, and when you look at which is to preach, and when you when you're looking at the the best books on preaching preaching is simply the proclamation or the announcement of a biblical message, right? You you can you can expand it or contract it to to merely mean like the gospel or the whole counsel of God, but that's essentially what it is. And that is something that men and women can do. Uh, Women preach, men preach, where the context of preaching makes a difference, Mm. but everybody who... Announces, proclaims the word. In a sense, is preaching. Now, there's formal preaching and informal preaching, but still, nevertheless, we gotta, I think, be more careful with how we talk about who can and can't preach the gospel. I think all people preach the gospel, men and women. So to just say that women can't preach is uh, a little short-sighted. And you're, I think, your 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 theology is underdeveloped at this point biblically. Oh. To say that women can't preach, you, you'd have to be more specific than that. Women can't preach. In the assembly on the Lord's day, okay, you've got, a, you've got an argument for that biblically, but to say that women can't preach, I think it's just, there's a word for it. Um, it's dumb. Okay. So Joey. we're back on. <laughs> You're going to need the, to apologize. I'm not going to apologize, <laughs> but I'm just trying to catch up to you. I figure oh, if I can get it? three or four apologies in one after one episode, we then might we, be tied. You know what? We might be. I mm-hmm. probably have a few more ahead of you still. So when, when we get people ready uh, and we were training them up to preach, mm-hmm. we actually let them preach here at Redeemer.
1: Yeah, once on Sunday. Yeah, once they're ready. Once we've seen them, they've assessed. Then we want to uh, put them before the body, uh, and we allow them then to go ahead and and exercise that gift for the edification of the church. Now, this is this to me is something that I've always wanted to do because when
0: I was a Bible college student, mm-hmm. um, freshman year, whenever it was, I took this preaching class, and um, my pastor was like, uh, "So uh, we're going to have you preaching here in a couple weeks at the church." A, it was a Sunday night because we had Sunday night services mm. and they're like, well, have you preaching on a Sunday night? And I was like, are you kidding? I've never preached before. He's like, you'll be fine. And uh, so I, you know, I taken my preaching class and I went out here and then I, uh, I, I thought to preach and I got more opportunities to preach throughout my college um, education than any of my friends. Because my, my pastor believed that it was important to give people the opportunity to do it. Nice. So I I love that we do that, and I, that wasn't my idea. It's just what I learned. Let's put our guys ca- who are capable
1: of preaching up. Um, most churches don't seem comfortable. No, doing no, that. We have. You got to think we've got we've got more, a bench. Yeah, we, we've got we, a we nice do. bench mm. of uh, uh, of preachers. Yeah, so we, we have so many. We keep trying to send them out. We do. Why don't
0: you guys go plant a church or something? <laughs> get out of here. So, yeah, Tony's up. I mean, every, we talk about Travel I know a lot of our listeners know mm-hmm. Um, Of course, Pat preaches yep. like four times a year here for us. Um, we've got Oliver has preached. Yep. And, um, and
1: Scott Schifferling. Scott Schifferling's really good. Yep. Uh, David uh, Cook. David Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve McCoy. Steve McCoy. Oh, he's... Man, we need to get him on there. We man. need to get him on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve, uh, who else? Uh
0: Jen Thorne. No, no, we've not
1: had Jen. We've not had, Jen. we have not had everybody relax. Relax, everybody relax. relax. First of all, Jen would be like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. Uh, Chris Santamaria. Chris, Chris Santamaria Santa is very good. Yeah, yep. Yeah. now he's an elder candidate. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin DeYoung has. Uh, uh, he's never preached here. Not Kevin DeYoung, Kevin McDudd. Okay. <laughs> but D. on Leadership Lab, things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Kevin's smart. Yep. Yeah, Kevin's really sharp. Okay, so this is something that Super we believe smart. in. Um we don't we we agree with the confession the preaching is not particularly confined to the elders but it uh to those who are gifted and fitted by the holy spirit and approved and called by the church so you know this is uh again it's not just that um there we have one guy saying like well here's the here's the Two guys I'm going to allow preach every once in yeah, a while. Yeah. And what bothers me is I see other I see other churches. Um, and typically honestly, I see large churches doing this. Uh, but I've seen small churches do it as well. Where there is no avenue to raise up a preacher in mm. the church. Uh and they will bring in all of these big wigs from other churches. We pretty our much association, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we pretty much don't bring anybody in. If we need preachers, we use our guys. We use ours, yeah. And if we do, it's because, oh, well, you know, Jimmy and I have somebody you and I have somebody coming in yeah. for D&D, and we'll be like, hey, why don't you go
1: ahead and preach for Redeemer? would be a treat for everybody. Yeah, yeah, but No, we, we, never at ma- the we make that like part of the package. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, you're coming out. Yeah, you're doing this, and you're preaching a Yeah, Redeemer. you're going to take care of Redeemer, too. Yeah. But we never
0: do that at the expense of letting our people preach. We really yep. want our people to do that. That's right. All right, Jimmy, do we want to touch on paragraph 12? Uh, I think we're good for now. Why don't oh, we head ooh, out we're gonna save those. it. We're gonna save that. Let's save that one. Yeah. Yeah, this chapter's going on forever. Forever. If sixteen eighty nine was purgatory, if, if sixteen eighty nine was purgatory, mm-hmm. um, maybe. I think, maybe that's not as, as no, Protestant this is, this, as I like. This is a great joke, Joe. Oh yeah,
1: uh, it's fantastic. Continues. This is your first time you got to use that one, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. I actually just uploaded it before this, just for this. Okay, I'm done. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter, Thank at you at so Tom much, right Devo, now. or at Facebook slash Doctrine and Demotion. You, hang out and you can <laughs> over website, Doctrine the There you can contact us. Standard. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up this the store. This one Roadcaster Pro. Get your poster.com you and grab some gear. sound effects on it. Uh, Fresh Pot, everybody, at Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later.